Welcome to Geeks on News, May 5th edition. Woohoo! Uh, almost your birthday edition. Almost one I'm, day away. That's I'm, right. I'm after May the 4th be with you and not quite Cinco de Mayo, but just on the other side. I'm Freud's birthday, you know. Oh, his birthday was on the 6th. Yes. So uh, if you need psychoanalysis, I'm, 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 I'm good for you. Perfect. Yes. Well, we're doing a late night uh, episode here. It's going to be kind of shorter and sweeter, but I just want to get one out so we didn't have these long gaps like we used to do. Nope. We're going to be more consistent this time. Woohoo! Little, little geeks on news. Right. Um, so if you've heard our shows in the past, this is the time of year in which uh, I go crazy with uh, work because I work at CBS television. We have Upfronts. And that is when we get all of our new shows in for the fall. Uh, all the pilots come in. Uh, the executive picks the ones that they would like to see in the fall. And then it's my job to sell them to the advertisers so that they'll buy all their advertising up front. So Hollywood right now is in a tizzy, in the television world at least, because all the networks do this. Yep. So that's why this is a late night uh, recording because... Um, Aaron's been at work all day. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been out trying to get one of those pilots so that I can get on it. And by the way, my name is Matt King. I am an actor here in Los Angeles, and I'm a geek. And I am Aaron Hendricks, and I'm a graphic designer here in Los Angeles, and I am a geek. And we are are together are the hosts of Geeks On as it goes on so far. We'll have more guest hosts uh, coming in and visiting us, and we'll be doing uh, a few other new segments as we go forward. But uh, we will definitely be touching back on Geeks On News because it changes the most over time. Yeah, and it's actually kind of a weird, slow week. I think we're all waiting for the... Marvel movie to jump out here, yeah. which comes this weekend. Tomorrow. Yeah, so it was a little bit slow this week, but we do have some things to talk about. I'm excited. We, there are actually a few things to talk about that as well, if you want to just step off since you just mentioned it. All right. Uh, uh, one of the things is that that sort of rumor-wise, haven't seen anything, and all of this is, is through the grapevine, but um, uh, they're saying Spider-Man is in a goodly bit of this, of this upcoming movie. Uh, Marvel movie and like 30 minutes at least Hmm. and um, that he's integral to the plot the sort of plot of the overall uh, now did they have to did they have to reshoot and change because I mean this Spider-Man deal didn't happen until not too long ago right Uh, yeah exactly and and one of the interesting things is that we're finding out uh, through the grapevine is that um, although Sony will be distributing Spider-Man Homecoming upcoming soon, it's really being said that now, absolutely, really, truly, Spider-Man is under the Marvel umbrella. And and Feige has his has his really strong. I mean, God, the guy just closes on film after film after film. Um, he, he's got his fingers in Spider-Man and, and we can expect actually actually because of the um, chemistry between Spider-Man and uh and uh tony stark 
uh, in this last movie that because the way they were expressing their chemistry on screen that uh, Robert Downey Jr. agreed to uh, appear in Spider-Man Homecoming. So there's lots of good stuff that's coming. I'm actually on a, on a watching Captain America binge so that I can be up to date when uh, when the movie comes out. You just have to watch the second one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the first, first one. So it's yeah. so awful. Yeah, I know. I know lots of people love it, but I'm I'm just the only exception of the rule. Oh, no, well, you're not. You didn't like it either, right? No, I like the first half when he's not Captain America. Yes, exactly. When he's not Captain America, when he's fighting fighting the good fight, when it's about things. As soon as he, they go to World War II and it stops being... You know, fake funny. Nazis. and Exactly, yeah. Well, here's the deal about Spider-Man. Uh, he, he, Iron Man's wrapping up. Like, we're not going to see that many more Iron Man movies. And they need another, you know, big hitter to carry the weight of the the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And Spider-Man is actually the number one guy. If they would have had him from the beginning, he would have been the guy to kind of tie everything together. Well, what was what was a a couple of things that I've heard that I think are fantastic is one. And you can hear it a little bit in the trailer. If Spider-Man has a Queens accent, is that this is a kid from Queens, which I thought was just so great. Like that, that was one thing that they nailed right off the bat. And, and he's a kid. And he's a kid. Um, I don't know if you saw a little bit of the Super Bowl uh, trailer where he, he, um, he squares off against the Winter Soldier. But it's fantastic, especially considering we've had an entire movie building up how badass the winter soldier is at this moment of spider-man he the winter soldier tries to punch spider-man he catches his arm whips it around looks at it and goes do you have a metal arm that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's just he so doesn't care that this guy just tried to punch him right it's it's fantastic i was like oh you really 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 got it like you got who this kid is Uh, i just don't understand how marvel keeps on knocking it out of the park and dc just uh, like has Absolutely no clue. Well, that was one of the news articles in here, which is um, another one of the Marvel directors. Oh, you mean DC? DC. Sorry, sorry. You're right. Another one of the DC directors seems to be stepping down off the movie. Yeah, and this is no joke because this is James Wan. You know, James Wan is is you know he just had a huge hit with Fast Seven, right? And you know he they're saying he doesn't really need Aquaman. And that's, you know, I don't care who you are as a director saying you don't need a Marvel movie would never be something that I think no. would be seen in an article. No, that's almost like a, it's almost like they're spinning it a little bit. Uh, yeah. But the, the, the director uh, who was going to direct uh, the flash has already left and it's, you know, it's already gotten out there was because of some creative differences. And there seems to be the rumors are that after Batman versus Superman, that the studios are in like tailspin panic mode. And I think they're probably getting all in their business, the director's business. And that, you know, that no director likes that. No, but they, I mean, and, and I'm of two, two minds of this because, you know, the, it has to be the director's vision, right? I mean, but one of the things that Marvel has done well has said, this is what this film is going to be. And it's not going to be any more than this film. But because of this really cool thing that we have, we set up the next film 
in the one minute to three minute thing at the very end of the film. And that, I think, is such a smart move that they did years ago and has now paid off in spades. DC seems to be taking a page from that, but doing in such a stupid manner where, you know, if you looked at at Batman versus Superman, it had just so much laid down there in the dream sequences, in the Flashpoint Paradox pickup and all these other things that it's like you you can't you got to. They, they forgot to have a good story. Well, here's the thing. Well, first of all, I didn't think Batman versus Superman was as awful as everybody else made it out to be. Oh, Listen, it was awful. I didn't think it was awful. It was not great. Uh, but, you know, it was le- it was more just not memorable. Um, uh, I liked I, it better. I'll, th- I'll fight you on that one. It was okay. better than the last Superman movie. Yeah, but that's really comparing. Like, it's wow, this, as, this camel almost, shit is so much worse. It's, it's almost as so it's much less as bad as the last, uh, the third Batman movie. No, no, at least the third Batman movie just was the third Batman movie and not trying to be introduction of character. And we're going to do, you know, the Batman storyline again. And we're going to try. And, and it was, and it actually had a third. Uh, third act turn that meant something rather than you know the the completely loose turn of of this you're 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 pushing that batman you're making that batman movie out to be a better movie at least bane was memorable and it had like 10 scenes that were great i mean fine you know there's a guy who punched batman's spine back in and fixed his you know he's no longer a paraplege because thank god we had a russian doctor who can punch spines back in but i mean (laughs) i mean yeah that's awful but that is nowhere nowhere on the fact that our two main characters who have been lined up to fight for what reason really question mark turn on the name martha I no, mean, you're right. You're right. Come on. I mean, it, although am I the only person who never noticed that? <laughs> I've seen it before, but it, I mean, I don't know who the guy was who was so high that he basically said, you know, that's a, oh, yeah, this is a two hundred and fifty million dollar act turn. Absolutely. I mean, come yeah. on. If you're the best characters in the in the Marvel in the in the DC universe and they have every reason to face off, and it was like they were fishing to find them. Uh, I, no, I, 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 trust me, I agree. I just, you know, it was getting like a thirty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, I, I'd give it less than that. Oh, know. come on, you're ridiculous. absolutely, you're being absolutely. ridiculous. No way, it was. But, but but here, but but it is true that this does not feel like an anchor film to set off the tone of a universe of movies exactly like i didn't go oh thank god they showed me that 10 second clip of aquaman swimming right you know so now i really want to see an aquaman film yeah, I, no. and the other problem okay. is that their tone now is so specific to batman that everyone the reaction after the movie was oh no is my Aquaman going to be swimming around in a Gotham, dark Gotham, no color waters. Like they didn't even mention anything else besides the fact that the tone is so kind of Gotham Batman dark that even Superman's acting like Batman. Oh, it's ridiculous. You know, like the whole thing where, you know, 
Batman crashes into Superman, you know, and basically says, you know, like rips Superman rips the head, the the top off of the Batmobile. And then Batman basically says, you know, do you, you know, I'd like to see your insurance. Um, They they have that moment of face off. And, and and Batman's like, what are you going to do about it? Well, you know, I just watched you kill 30 people. Right. <laughs> I just literally just watched you shoot 30 people yeah, with, uh, with your guns. Bullets, yeah. With, with your bat bullets after branding people. Because, you know, Batman brands people. But he doesn't kill them. They just happen to die in jail afterwards. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on. They, I mean, just betray the character as much as you possibly can. Let's Let's see what we can do. To, to betray this character as much as we possibly can. I mean, all I could do is look at that Batman and go, I really like Ben Ben's portrayal of it. I feel like kind of there's a reason for Batman to be a little scared and a little pissed. And then we did nothing with it, you know? And I think that Heath Ledger's Joker would really like this Batman. Well, that's, you know, I guess that's, that's the real thing is Marvel has somebody who understands the Marvel universe and the characters. Right. And, and DC is kind of letting Zack Snyder helm this, but all he is is a visual guy. Yeah. Who says that he knows anything? Well, it's quite frankly, it's quite obvious he doesn't know anything about but Superman. But he's not. He, he is a comic book guy. He's a huge comic fan. Well, he That's doesn't know who Superman is. He obviously doesn't know who Superman is. No, I think he I think he had a take. I think he had a take, and I think that's one of the things that maybe that that is one of the things that's actually hard for me to swallow as a film director, but kind of they need when you're talking about a universe like we have an established universe here is the dc universe here are the you know like marvel puts out things like this is who spider-man is he is caucasian he is you know a teenager he is this he is that and that is what you follow when you're following spider-man right Mm -hmm. you follow our character you know when uh when they're talking about where they stretch and where they don't, you look at the way that Marvel has gone in there and they're very hands on, you know, they're hands on so much that people really have an uncomfortable time uh, working for, you know, and this is this is inside baseball a little bit, but people have an uncomfortable time working for Marvel because they're so invested in everything. But that's why they're making good films is because they're invested in everything. Mm hmm. I They're running it more like a there's like a showrunner on a yeah. super expensive te- television series where the directors come in to kind of uh, you know push the episode in you know around with their with their eye, but the reality is the showrunner is the one in control of the tone. Yeah. Well, what do, what I don't understand is is how DC doesn't look at at the CW and the guys who were in charge of arrow and flash and even supergirl and said not said okay yeah we have we have a real you know we have a real tonal issue here and we have people who are watching these tv shows and really understanding them because one of the things that superhero films must do is they must be justified they must make you care and they must be outlandish right and and they do that they do that really well on The Flash. I think The Flash first season is one of the best recent first seasons of superhero yeah. uh, tropes that we've seen. It was really handled well. It went from being a basic procedural to being a really great, you know, comic book soap opera. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it made you get a little spectacle and it made you care about the characters. 
and it, it gave you a little bit of the off factor and, and, and that's all you really need. And, you know, I felt like Zack Snyder had spectacle in spades, but I never cared. I never well, cared. Well, that's his, that. that's his movies. I cared about the guys in the 300. I thought that was really great. I cared even to a certain extent about the way he did things in, um, in Watchmen. Uh, I didn't yeah, care I, in Sucker I, Punch, but I, I, you know, but uh, I still feel like visuals were treated first, and then then we've got story and characters yeah. second. Well, I feel actually even more than that. I feel like graphic design was like first, and then right. you know, and then the visuals, and then like their graphic design on this is like everybody's logos uh, like are the best things in the entire world. <laughs> in, the, in that film, uh, I don't know. I, I think we could we could uh, spin this in circles for a while. But yeah, yeah I think th I I would say that if DC really wants to compete, and this is you know it's really what we're talking about is silly because they made eight hundred million dollars. They just didn't make a billion yet. Um, you know, it's just it's just not as focused and not as clean. And I think because we're comic book fans, we look at that and we go. Hey, come on, DC. You're the other big player in the universe. You're Microsoft to Apple. Come on, let like like throw up a fight so that we really can see some competition between the two greats of comic book and we're not sitting here going, eh. You know. And remember, it really takes like, you know, one super fantastic film. Like if Wonder Woman is fantastic, it could we could be right back on track. Yeah, and I hope it is. I hope I really hope it is because, you know, female 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 Helmer and they're really doing it. But I mean, I feel like DC really has like bad emperor syndrome. Like if they have a good emperor, then they get a good film. But if they get bad emperor, then they get bad film because it's like they they're really not there's no consistency to what they're trying to do. They're sort of giving people their head but not keeping their universe in the right pocket. You know? Right. Anyway. All right, let's move on. Move on, move on. You're right. We could talk about that forever. And we will probably bring it back up again. Yeah. Uh, the next one I would like to talk about, and this is, I don't even know if this is a discussion or if it's just me getting something off my chest, but mm -hmm. another article about CBS slash Paramount. Paramount um, going after Axanar, right? Well, going after another one. Oh, really? Or at least giving a, um, a you know, sending a letter saying you need to take down another um, Kickstarter. So, okay. So, anyway, uh, a Star Trek fan film called Axnar uh, yeah. had raised, what, a million dollars? A million dollars. Great. To, um, to make this fan film, um, and it looked like a legit Star Trek film. It had actors from shows, from uh, previous Star Trek uh, episodes playing their, their characters, characters. Yeah. and um, CBS Paramount sent them a letter saying, all right, you got to shut it down. See, now I could see that in terms of the characters really being something that that we don't want to revise within within this or, or to put a cease and desist in terms of that. You don't want Batgirl being something that's something that people are are making their money off of. Right. That that I understand. But. To not allow an extended universe is silly. Okay, here, here. Let me, let me, let me give my two cents, and then you can see if I'm crazy. All right, go ahead, go ahead. And this is like, this is like a business Hollywood take on this. Okay. 
So there are actually some pretty amazing Star Trek fan episodes that mm-hmm. are that have Kirk and Spock. They reimagined Kirk and Spock. They've rebuilt the entire original set piece, and they've done like six years worth of episodes. By the way, including Chekhov, Uhura, and all that. There is another one that with the with the exact same tone that's got. Uh, James Doohan's son playing his father's role. These are amazing productions. Okay. Mm. But how come they didn't get a season? Well, because here's the thing. They look still look like fan films. And there is a it a lot of people saying, you know, Axner's not making any money. They're not making money, so you can't, you know, this is not you know, they're not hurting anything. CBS doesn't care if they're making money or not, really. Neither does Paramount CBS does not care. What they do care about is making sure that there is no brand confusion. If you raise a million damn dollars and your fan film looks like the next damn movie coming out, then there is brand confusion. That means people are going to download that thing and they're going to say, this looks just like, oh, is this official? They... They will not be able to tell the difference. Oh, the same actor is playing it. Oh, that's um, it's just another episode, and but that's that, that's that's such a something they can put on the front end of every episode. Or CBS could require no, that they it, put it on the front end of episodes. It that's just not how it works. It you know it, if you look like if it looks like a fan film and they listen, Paramount has been really good about this. If you look at some of those other episodes where they have where Chekhov comes and revisits and plays himself, they never got a cease and desist letter. It's because it is quite obvious that it was a fan. It was, it was Walter Koenig playing himself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and they allowed it and which is very good at them. I mean, if you tried making a, you know, a Simpsons, uh, fan film, your shit would be stopped immediately. So they have been very good about this. In fact, I've, I'm shocked. So what? So you think it's just the quality, purely the quality I, of what they're producing? I think, yeah. And I mean, think about it. What's the difference between these guys who raise a million dollars doing a Star Trek um, episode and a production company raising a million dollars and doing a Star Trek episode? Hmm. I mean, well, what point? Sometime, at some point, you can go to a, a judge and say, "Your Honor, Paramount does not own Star Trek anymore." If you see, there's ten years of examples of quality Star Trek films or movies that have been made by other production companies. They've lost their their um, their brand. It happens. You have to defend these things, right? Legally. Which is, but but the thing is that that Star Wars has found a way around that where they're able allowed. Really, I mean, you can't look at troops and not say that is not quality. I mean, granted, it's parody, but they have done ones that are that are completely not parody that are operating well within the world, and that but are none of those look like none of those look like a Star Wars film. I would argue. I would argue that that some of them look like Star Wars films, but the acting isn't. Yeah, this stuff. right. But I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying with this is that 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 
I can understand them fighting to say we don't want those actors in those specific roles because then that jumps this to another level. But to say if you want to put amateur actors in this or actors who do not exist anywhere with else within our universe, then make your sets look good by all means. Because for me, the, the question at the end of the day is not necessarily are we going to lose Star Trek? Because I don't think, you know, they have big enough lawyers. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, that's what they're doing. They're stopping this with their lawyers. Mm. I mean, but, but what that, else is there to but, be done? But the question is not whether, uh, to me, not whether or not they're stopping with their lawyers because of this. It's whether or not they're stopping it with their lawyers, and it's a smart move. Star Wars and Star Trek have kept on going despite a lack of material because of fans. Listen, and, all I'm saying is is that they have been, for the last 15 years, they have been just fine with 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 fan films coming out mm. and suddenly you're getting full productions from essentially a production company. They can call themselves a fan if they want to, but if you have a million dollars to do a damn Star Trek episode, you're a production company. At some point, Paramount's got to say, no, we're the guys who make Star Trek. We're the production company guys Cool it. If you're a fan and you want to go out and make things, that's fine. But if you are making, if you have a million dollars an episode, you're competing with us. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, my friend uh, Marisha, she got she got a she got stomped for doing Batgirl spoiled, and that right. was that was basically I can see that impinging on character, but. You'd impinging, impending on a brand of Star Trek in which they are hanging, you know, their next, you know, universe off of. Yeah, but again, uh, that's what I'm saying is there have been so many and they haven't had a problem with it. Again, it's because Why? there's been no confusion. Mm, so you think this would cause confusion and that's I think the reason this they're one, stomping so I think hard. this looks like a million dollar episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the acting's great in it. Right. They've got the original actors and the sets are great. The the special effects are great. It looks like a damn movie. Mm. Um, uh, so listen, I, I love to see more fan. I, I like watching those uh, episodes of um, the the remakes of the, uh, the the original series. It's called like Star Trek Continues is one of them. But there were some guys that uh, did it even before them. They look almost exactly the same. I don't know. It's so interesting because I really feel like Star Trek is is wavering. It's in a really bad place. Like uh, I, the I I love Star Trek and I feel like the new stuff, the new the new J.J. Abrams, who I actually loved what he did with Star Wars, despite it being a little bit or a lot bit. Uh, redundant, um, what really sort of got the world and got the sense of a reboot, right? Like I was like, oh, okay, Star Wars can now start from this point. But I really felt like he did not get that with with his his redux of of Star Trek. Well, you know, I think that I've been yeah. seeing it since the, the the moment I walked out of that first film. I was, I don't know, I uh, yeah. I mean, I've always I, I since you brought it up that that this is really about three guys who would die for each other. I I haven't I haven't felt that in any of the any of the Star Treks that that, that I've seen. And I and as much as I like him as a director, I can't see um, is it James. Is it Lynn? Justin Lynn? Who's Justin gonna be, Lynn. I, I can't I can't see within his work that that's what 
we're going to get. No. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Let's move on. Again, we could we could circle right. this. I just wanted for a to put time. out there, like you know, that people are kind of you know upset, but you know, we need to just. I think we just need to calm down on this. Go. Well, go now on. that. Well, now that we have have a little bit of distance, we have um, uh, an actual writer talking about. Uh, <laughs> his, I, his I saw this article. I was like, "Oh hell no! This I cannot believe this guy." So brilliant. The the writer. So so what Aaron and I are giggling about is the writer of uh, of Dragon Ball Evolution came out and uh, now when did that movie come out? It was like eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, and, and came out and went. I'm I'm really. I'm really sorry. I did it for the money. Do you want to read this? It's yeah, 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 sure. Um, Dragon Ball fan and writer Derek Padua, uh, Padula contacted Ramsey in the hopes of interviewing him for a book he's writing. He got back an apology addressed to all fans everywhere, which Padula published uh, on his website. I knew that it would eventually come down to this one day. Dragon Ball Evolution marked a very painful creative point in my life to have something which, with my name on it as the writer, to be so globally reviled is gut-wrenching. To receive hate mail from all over the world is heartbreaking. I spent so many years trying to deflect the blame, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to the written word on the page, and I take full responsibility for what was such a disappointment to so many fans. I did the best I could, but at the end of the day, I dropped the Dragon Ball. Really? Like, there there, there you have that right there. Uh, I went to the project chasing after a big payday, not as a fan of the franchise, but as a businessman taking on an assignment. I've learned that when you go into a creative endeavor without passion, you come out with suboptimal results and sometimes flat out garbage. So I'm not blaming anyone for Dragon Ball, but myself as a fanboy of other series, <laughs> I know what it's like to have something you love and anticipate it to be so disappointing to all the Dragon Ball fans out there. I sincerely apologize. I hope I can make it up to you by creating something really cool and entertaining that you'll like. And that is also something I'm passionate about. That's the only work I do now. Best Ben. Um, so an and- apology is like rare. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's very rare. <laughs> yeah. But and you know, what's this is interesting because I'm sitting here reading this going, okay, this guy essentially he admitted he just took this job as a for a paycheck. Right. And wrote something he didn't know anything about or really right. cared about and just crapped out the script. Right, but still, but, still it's like I I'm not a fan, not a fan at all of like Power Rangers, right? I'm not even a fan of of, of Pokemon really. But I'm aware as a geek that they exist, and mm-hmm. I am aware that like why not just watch 25 episodes in a row and, and get a sense? I mean, this was the same thing with Avatar: Last Airbender, where I was like, why does this feel like nobody actually watched the show? Right. Like, like how how do you I, I never understand. Like, I actually felt this with the new um, with the new Ghostbusters trailer. Where it's like, mm-hmm. did you actually watch the movies? Like, if you watch the real Ghostbusters cartoon, there are better episodes that would make a better trailer than that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What are what? What is going on? Like, I don't understand, like, how geeks who purport to being fans of other things can just be so utterly well, tone deaf. This is no, well, this is the reason this is how is that even though this guy's kind of falling on the, the sword, it was a whole bunch of producers and executives who just went out and found a dude and they didn't, it was their fault. Mm. 
they could have picked a whole bunch of writers who knew exactly who these characters were, and they could have spent the time and money to get it right. But they are the ones that didn't care. And it was probably, you know, they're, I, I, I didn't see the movie uh, because it got ragged on so much. But I'm sure the shitstorm also is reflected in some of the other aspects of the movie. Oh, it's pretty awful. So, I mean, you know, hummy, hummy, ha! yeah, like not to mention just again, yet again, let's not hire an Asian actor, which just yeah, again, off. again, another decision made by someone who obviously does not care about what they're making. They're just they're making they're like actuaries. They're calculating how much they think they're going to be able, they're going to make if they do this certain thing. But I always feel like they're 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 actuaries with a 12 year old boy in charge, right? Like there's this, wouldn't it be cool if moment where the, and you feel like the script or the moments of the, the, the piece are just these stitched together's moments of, wouldn't it be cool if like, wouldn't it be cool if like that cool moment in dragon ball, when he shoots the big laser beam and everything blows up everywhere and it creates this sort of nuclear bomb. Wouldn't it be cool if, he crosses his arms that with the universal block and then the other guy just punches him a thousand times. And it, it sort of does all of the high, like the, the highlight reel stuff. Like mm-hmm. we couldn't bother, be bothered to watch actual episode. We just watched the highlight reels. Um, so that, it, you know, you get the vein growing in the guy's temple, but you don't actually get any of the character or basis in why people care about these, these, especially anime, which are, even more soap opera in certain ways than comic books. Mm-hmm. Like really like you, you don't, you don't care about the father son relationship. You don't care about what, you know, any of the, the, the numbers mean or, or any of the crunchiness of it. And therefore you don't get any of the in jokes and therefore you really don't get the, you don't get the overall thing. I felt like the same thing with avatar, the last airbender, like really missed an opportunity for so many in jokes, so many winks and and so much room to expand such a great universe. Well, it's a, it's a shame that these the licenses and these projects fall into the hands of a group of people who really uh, are not able to get the quality out, either because they're inexperienced or they don't care. <laughs> like, well, I mean, for instance, like here's where they hired a good Asian actor and a guy who could have done the job. They did Tekken, right? Uh, this is a video game franchise with a huge following, and I think they're looking for a Mortal Kombat or something like that. But Mortal Kombat, for whatever reason, had a sort of glib nature to it, and it was mm-hmm. shiny in a really great way. And, you know, following the typical martial arts format of, you know, uh, we have a guy going to an island for a martial arts competition to face an overly large <laughs> pumped up pumped up Asian guy with a four letter four four letter word name um like Goro versus Bolo um and it, it's like you know we have we have our our martial artist who's going to squeak really loud and we have the one who's going to do you know a, a lot of kicks but I mean it, it, it felt like yeah, you can you, you can follow a formula and still find a way to make something that's at least interesting to watch. And 
at least make people care for the 20 minutes of the film that, that, that are good. But I mean, I felt like they really just missed the boat on all of these things. And at a certain point, yeah, I'm glad you apologized, but how about don't apologize at the end? How about just like do better work at the front end? Yeah. Well, apparently at the end of his thing uh, letter here, he says that's what he plans on doing. So thank God. Did you hear, did you, uh, there, there was a really neat article where they talked about um, the creators of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I wasn't aware of any of this at all, but they they screened the pilot, the unseen pilot for Game of Thrones to the producer. And the producer said, you're in deep trouble because this is awful. Mm-hmm. And they went back and like recast Caitlin and reshot the whole thing and reshot. I mean, did huge reshoots that I was like reshot the entirety of Cersei and and Jamie because people weren't aware that they were brother and sister mm-hmm. and like reshot all sorts of other things and then presented it again. And the guy was like, this is something that never happens in Hollywood. You took a piece of shit and not only made it better, you actually made it great. And that never happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, look up that article. You kind of have to Google it, or maybe I'll find it and, and we'll post it in our in our links. But it's 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 a fantastic thing to realize that Game of Thrones could have been Dragon Ball Evolution. You know. Well, that's having a great producer who knows what to do. <laughs> yeah, we really went. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, you know, We we never hear that. It's like throwing, you know, that type of apology uh, uh, throws the entire executives and and team under the bus in in a way because. Well, I'm sure that that writer. Yeah, I'm sure that writing that writer isn't working that much. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, I could (laughs) probably IMDb him and find out what he's doing now. But. uh, Uh, All Um, right. Um, so what else we got? We got uh, we got a few uh, like actual things that might change the whole wide world um, happening right now. Um, yeah, it's like some science. Some yeah, science. a couple a couple of science things that just blew me away this week. Uh, you know, we could touch on them briefly because you know I always love I always love my robot ad and uh, robot uh, news articles and stuff. But a couple of them. One, scientists have for the first time grown human embryos outside of the mother for almost two weeks into development. Yeah. So that's like over double. I think what they normally they can do a couple cells for a couple days and then that's it. Yeah. But this is human embryos. I mean, this is, that's some, that's some, you know, that's the first part of the pan shot in the horror movie of, yeah. Of, you know, when you, whenever they're doing cloning, you know, right. they always, the, the two, the room of tubes with baby, uh, yeah, yeah. Embryos. baby, baby embryos. And then they move on to the, like the full blown, like the clones that look like they got put through a blender. Um, right. Those are the ones that didn't turn out well. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, full on, uh, full on, uh, they've done it for two weeks and it really, I mean, I don't know about much discussion cause there's, you know, you know, I would just be pseudoscience on our part, but. But really, um, goodness gracious, that's freaky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is. It, all, all of our news articles always link to, like, 
things we've seen in science fiction already, like horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> this is just another one. This is, this is, we've seen this a million times, babies in vats or some type of thing growing in vats. And this, they finally are on their way to doing it. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this next one. And this next one, which is, I read this, you posted this, I read this and I said, oh, so the, the the Prometheus uh, surgical unit uh, yeah. is actually it's here it's here uh, now yeah yeah so this is a uh, robot a autonomous robot that has been programmed to do a specific type of well in this case a specific type of surgery and does it without the assistance of a human. And it's uh, and this, it's a free it's a pretty freaky surgery because I mean what it's doing is joining together two intestine segments right of an anesthetized pig right so if this goes wrong then you send the pig into sepsis and it's like it it's really easy to screw up so that's this is freaky and it's doing it remotely and we saw this we saw this in Prometheus I mean. We, <laughs> She got on the table, the arms came out, opened yeah. her up, like yeah. did all the work, and then closed. And I was like, oh, Jesus, like, really? Uh, well, people... I actually thought are, that was one of the only cool things in Prometheus. Well, that she just then stapled, stapled herself and yeah. ran off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. But for God's sake, we're actually closer to that than I thought. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's... In... What is this thing called? Oh, yeah, it's called Star, the Smart Star. Tissue uh, Anonymous uh, Autonomous Robot. Yeah, that's that, that's one of those uh, acronyms that you you know that, that start off uh, species three, and yeah, uh, you're like, oh, it's a it's a star robot. Well, you know, before it went bad. So now we have uh, robots that can uh, can uh, do automated surgery. We have uh, the robots that are going to be. Driving our trucks pretty soon. The robots that drink blood. To refuel. Um, to refuel. Uh, the robots that dance. The robots that are now well and truly in the uncanny valley. Um, how, how, how are we not doomed? I mean, I'm, I'm not Jeez. sure. Well, you know, I'll be long dead. And if not, <laughs> they'll kill me, I'm sure. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to wind this one down. Thanks for staying up late and yeah. doing this doing this with me uh, absolutely yet another geek sign and we think exactly. we got a we got a new one for uh for next week we have some cool ideas that we're gonna throw around yeah exactly. maybe we have some fun guests yeah and you know uh those of you who are uh want to hear don we're gonna try to get don on here um he's he's not off he's not he hasn't been banned on Geeks On. We're all just if, if we can't make the schedule, we're just going to do a Geeks On anyway, so that we no can just what. get more out. Yeah, yes. exactly. So it's all good. You'll you'll hear from everybody. I would still want to get Peter on. It's been yeah. like years, but I just it's want been to like years. But you know, he's tie trying. him to a chair and like roll him in front of a mic or something. He doesn't know how good it is. He doesn't know how how you can get away from the three kids and do an episode of Geeks On. You feel better for it afterwards. It's like meditation. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, Matt. I hope you have a good geek week and a good birthday. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, I'm going to be uh, 436 this year, I've decided. Perfect. I've been I, 39 I, for seven years. See, I, I don't get that. I don't understand like why you would want to be younger. There's nothing impressive about being like 29 or 39. You're just younger. So what? Like if I'm if I'm 506 and I still look like this, that's impressive. 
That is impressive. Good, right, so good that's, point. That's a good point. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be 439 this year. All right, everybody, have a good Geek Week. Geek it out. <laughs> <laughs>